Welcome back to the Lift, Laugh, Love podcast. My name is Dave Glazer in Denver, Colorado. And as always with every episode, there's a lot that I want to talk about. And I was originally going to talk about body image and our modern day diet culture. And I still want to touch on that, maybe on a later episode, because we're going to share a couple of stories this week. And they come from my own personal life. And the reason for the big pivot in content for today's podcast episode is because after five years, more than five years of training, I received my purple belt in jujitsu from the Easton Academy here in Denver. And this is a huge moment in my life. I have very rarely ever dedicated myself to something as much as I have with jujitsu. Yes, I've dedicated myself to a fitness business and my pursuit in excellence of performance and coaching others for performance. That's been a great joy of my life, but that was in service of others. Was it financially rewarding? Absolutely. Was it professionally rewarding? Yes. Was it professionally rewarding? Without a doubt. And I was still serving others. When it comes to jujitsu, that's something that's entirely for me. I always welcome friends and family to join me, whether they're coming to a competition of mine or they're coming to try out uh, the gym for the first time because jujitsu is for everyone. And that's not something that I understood until I began my uh, second chapter uh, as a blue belt at Easton Academy in Denver, one of the best schools I've been to, and I've been to uh, quite a few. Um, when I was transitioning schools from the first one, which was not the best experience in the world, um, I learned a lot of technique. Uh, there was a strong coach as a purple belt there. And then our black belt definitely carried with him a lot of challenges and personal issues into his uh, instruction at the first school that I was at. So as I was looking for a new school to join, I knew Easton was on my list. I went ahead and tried it out because I knew one of the professors at the Arvada location, uh, Jeff Ake and I used to uh, coach together at the first gym that I worked at. So I knew him well ever since he was a purple belt all the way up to black belt. And I gave Arvada Academy a shot and I knew that Easton was a good culture that I wanted to be a part of, but I didn't want it to be the only option that I had to choose from about four years ago, maybe three and a half years ago when I was looking for a new school. So I tried out a different gym over in Lakewood and my first impression of one of their black belts was very good. I actually interviewed Mark Jenko. Uh, he was recently promoted to black belt before I interviewed him. He was a published author and we talked about the yogic philosophy and how that ties into his jujitsu practice. Really great conversation. And he invited me into the school that he trained at. Uh, he was one of two, uh, one of a few professors in the school and the head professor uh, did not leave me with the best first impression. Uh, definitely respect his uh, accolades and the team that he built there just wasn't the right fit for me. A little bit of over the top intensity, which is surprising for me because as the challenger personality type on the Enneagram, I love a lot of intensity. And yet I was still healing a wound from the first school that I was looking to move on from. I was carrying with me my own stuff into the next phase of my jujitsu world. And that is a great analogy for life. What do I carry from one relationship to the next? What do I carry from one professional job to the next? What do I carry from my childhood into my adulthood? And what do I carry from one jujitsu um, school to another? 
So finding Easton as an academy, uh, one of seven locations here in town, was a blessing in my life because I showed up as a blue belt. I had been a blue belt for a year, and yet I was still getting the floor mopped with me. I was, I was pretty much just a practice dummy for the first six months that I was there, even for white belts who had been training there for two or three years and had yet to be promoted to blue belt. So I immediately saw the class of competitor and the character and the quality of individuals that were training there. And I found the community that I was looking for at the Denver location. So centrally located, uh, was it convenient? No. Did I make the effort to get there? Absolutely. And that is what jujitsu has shown me over the past five years as a, not a daily discipline because of the intensity of the sport. It really beat up my body for a long time. And along the way, I've learned a lot about myself uh, recovering from injury, how to go about recovering from injury without maybe taking away the experience for myself. Because a few of the injuries I've had along the way, like a, a strained bicep tendon in my left arm two to three times and a chronic low back injury. Uh, I would just call that a lifestyle injury, not necessarily because of jujitsu, but I have, a, I have a pretty sore low back most of the time. And competing and training for jujitsu with injury is an incredibly hard thing to do because it's a four limb sport, five if you include the neck, you know, we are vulnerable in each leg, each arm, our neck, our wrists. Uh, vulnerable to attack and vulnerable because we have to defend each and every extremity, including the neck. So the journey that I was reflecting on this week, the new chapter in my journey that I'm reflecting on this week is uh, receiving that purple belt from a community of teammates and instructors and professors that I respect immensely, who when when they have things show up like out of alignment, Uh, instructors or instructors lacking integrity, they face the issue and they deal with it head on immediately. And in any industry, personal training, coaching, uh, corporate world, the only way out is through. And if they were to sit back and ignore anything that was out of alignment or out of integrity for themselves without consequence or action, then that wouldn't be in alignment for myself either. When things show up in my life, like when I am self-aware of the baggage that I carry from one experience to the next, whether that's relationship or career or a childhood to adult, like I was referring to earlier, when I'm self-aware of those issues or that baggage that shows up for me, then I can take action and then I can get back into alignment and integrity with myself. Areas of Areas of integrity that I always choose to focus on are where am I at in my nutrition? Where am I at in my uh, consistent activity? When I've been coaching people for the past 10 years, 12 years now, I have found that being consistent is the difference maker in seeing results or not. Yes, we all have a timeline. In three months, I want to lose five pounds. In six months, I want to lose 10 pounds. In a year, I want to lose 20 pounds. And along the way, we can face moments of frustration when we don't reach those goals on the timeline that we set for ourselves. And if we go along and we are consistently training and focusing on our nutrition and our fitness or our jujitsu practice, and we fall short 
of one of those goals, say we lose 10 pounds at 12 month mark instead of that 20 pound goal that we had, we still get the opportunity to celebrate with ourselves and with others that accomplishment and that goal being reached, even if it was six months later than we wanted to. And this brings me back to, and that brings me back to my jujitsu journey. Twice a year, the academy has a promotion ceremony. And I knew and I felt that I was close to receiving my purple belt or promotion at that time. And I am very grateful for my professors who didn't recognize that promotion at that time when I wanted it. I would have loved to have celebrated that promotion with other teammates who earned and deserved their purple belt at that time. And I do recall having conversation with teammates, even though it's not up to us or them to decide when we're ready for the belt. They're like, Dave, you're, you're ready. You're there. You're, you are in everything except for receiving the belt. You are, you are at that level. And I was grateful for the feedback from my teammates because it showed that they respected me as a teammate and that they, it showed that they enjoyed training with me. Um, I can come across as tough and intense and a bit of a know-it-all. Um, some people would call that cocky, but uh, you know, it comes back to self-confidence. And if I carry myself in that way, or if, if I've learned to carry myself in that way over time, then I can appreciate that about my own journey. And it relates to the, the jujitsu mat as well. I'm grateful that I did not receive my purple belt when I wanted it because the sport of jujitsu is about humility and uh, we must carry ourselves with a humble nature because if we don't, if we show up with that confidence and that ego and that bravado, we will get beat. There's always somebody in every single school who is better than me and who is stronger than me, faster than me, more skilled than I am. And repeatedly over the last five years of training, I have been humbled and experiencing humility. This, this gives me an opportunity to reflect to a time in the past when I was part of my first men's group where the facilitator and I never really got along. And I've spoken to that point on the podcast before. And there was a moment when I was looking for more support than I was receiving. And I was looking for answers and reflection. And I said, just, just tell me what you see. I'm asking you to help me here. I am lost. I am broken. I am, I am in a tough spot right now. Just tell me what you see. And my facilitator refused to do it. And the next time we had the opportunity to chat, he said, I did that because I wanted to teach you humility. Well, the difference between being facing humility in a jujitsu school and being self-aware of our own level of skill and talent and where we're at on the, on the pecking order of belts or in the line of belts from white to black, that's an appropriate way to uh, become self-aware of places where you can show up with more humility. And in men's work, I wanna ask you a question. Is it the facilitator's place to teach somebody humility when they are asking for support and asking for help. It already takes an extremely humble attitude and a humble approach to group work to ask for support and ask for help. I, after that, I decided to set a boundary for myself and to say, you know what, this is not the right room for me anymore. I gave it a year. 
I decided to work through what has been my stuff. And I'm also not going to take on anyone else's stuff along that journey. So I took a few months off and then I found the Alliance with Connor Beaton and that's my new men's group. And I've been there for two years and it feels like a community that I can grow at an appropriate time frame and at what I view as my truth in alignment with integrity. And that's the core value that I'm looking for in the people that I surround myself with. So if I could recognize a pattern and point it out for myself today, and thank you very much for giving me the space to do that, I would see that I show up with a pattern of allowing and accepting people into my life who bring that, who bring that nature of, I would like to humble you. I would like to show you humility. My first jujitsu professor, uh, one day we were sparring and there's a technique where um, you can grip somebody's collar when they're on their back on the mat and you can pin your knuckles to the floor and the person on the bottom has a really hard time of moving and spinning and, and recovering our guard at that point. And with that fist in my collar and a knee on my belly from somebody who's 250 pounds, maybe more, it was, a, it was very confronting for me for the five minute round. And afterwards, I asked for some feedback and I said, hey, what would, you, what would you provide me as feedback from that sparring opportunity? And he looked at me and he said, I wanted to know if you would quit. And that to me was an unsafe approach from a black belt to a white belt at that time in my progression. It left me feeling very unsafe with uh, somebody that uh, we need to be able to trust in a very physically intimate experience like jujitsu. And I knew pretty soon after that, pretty soon after um, the real version of the people that were around me started to come out, I knew it was time for me to move on. And I am so grateful for the community, the culture, and the experience that I've had at the Easton Academy, and most recently, the honor of receiving um, my purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from the Easton Academy Ian Lieberman, Amal Easton, and Elliot Marshall are those professors who get to make those decisions. And, and I really respect and appreciate and am humbled to receive my purple belt at this time, six months later than I wanted it at that promotion ceremony, because I had to face those moments of uh, needing to be humble and needing to face humility, coming to the mat with humility and to look inward and become more self-aware of what are the things that I can do to get better in my life at jujitsu, better on my, more consistent with my nutrition, more consistent with my own fitness routine, and more in alignment and within integrity for myself. And I'm really appreciative of you tuning in this far into the conversation about how jujitsu has shown up in my life and my journey over the past five years. And uh, it's, a, it's a moment of celebration for me to be a part of this community still as your facilitator, to continue to learn how to show up with humility and to be humbled and to come and approach life with a white belt mentality, no matter, no matter how long it takes me to receive that black belt. One of the things that we hear in our school is that a purple belt knows almost everything that they need to know in order to become a black belt. They're just finalizing the 
the minute details that are going to be the polishing touches off on a really complete, well-rounded jujitsu game. And if I can spend the next four or five years of competing with myself on a daily basis with having teammates there to support me along the way, professors that support me along the way, I will continue to live out something that I'm very passionate for myself that is for the benefit of the communities that I help lead and facilitate at Fit Life and here through the podcast relationship coaching. And it is the, I've said it before on the podcast, it is the grounded practice that keeps me um, embodying my healthiest version of myself. That includes my masculinity. That includes my vulnerability, that includes my honesty, that includes my integrity, all of these things that show up for me that when I'm not training consistently are out of alignment for myself. And I recognize that this, this January when I wasn't training very much, I only trained twice in the month of January because of work. And I started to realize that I was giving up so much of myself for my career. And that is no longer acceptable to me. And I do want to place healthier boundaries for myself at work because of what I give up in my relationships, in my parenting, um, in my other passions and pursuits like jujitsu and coaching relationships and coaching fitness and nutrition. I was giving up so much of myself to show up at work and to face new challenges and new opportunities and new chapters in my life at work, in relationships, and through jujitsu. So thank you very much for listening to that opening uh, commentary and my experience as it relates to jujitsu and receiving my purple belt uh, this past Wednesday from the Easton Academy here in Denver. If you're looking for a free class or a kickboxing or Muay Thai or jujitsu experience, drop my name when you check in at Easton and there are seven locations around town and they'll give you a free class, a good trial to see if it's the right fit for you. If you're in the Denver location, drop in and say hi. I love seeing friendly faces and people from this community step outside of their comfort zone and get involved in something that is truly the most rewarding and um, most beneficial thing I've ever chosen to do in my life. And thank you so very much for giving me the opportunity to celebrate with you this milestone and this moment in my life. And I think I'll end our conversation on that note of the Lift, Love, Lift, Laugh, Love podcast with me, Dave Glazer, your host in Denver, Colorado. If you're looking for more support in your own, um, in your life right now, please don't hesitate to reach out for one-on-one -on -one coaching. That includes fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life coaching. Um, reach out on Instagram, Dave Glazer underscore CSCS, and I'll be happy to book a complimentary consultation with you today. Until next week, uh, this is Dave Glazer in Denver, Colorado, wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world.